Join us on Bookish Brews, where two book-loving friends turn their cozy conversations into a podcast adventure. Grab your favorite cup of coffee, settle in, and enjoy the literary and caffeinated banter as we explore the pages of captivating stories. I'm Rosie. And I'm Lex. And together, we invite you to join our book club discussions infused with the warmth of freshly brewed coffee. Let's dive into the delight world of books, friendship, and coffee. Welcome to the club. Spoiler warning. Our discussions in this podcast include spoilers for the book we will be discussing. Listener discretion is advised. If you haven't already, go and read the book and come back and listen to Bookish Brews. This podcast will include explicit language and mature topics. We're Bookish Brews and let the bookish banter begin. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Hope it's a good one wherever you are. If it's in the morning, afternoon, evening. Driving in your car. If you're at the gym, whatever you guys are doing, I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Yes. Today, we are going to be talking about Hooked by Emily McIntyre, our first dark romance. I know. And it was our first book that we read together. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that this one, it was a random pool, and I'm so glad it randomly picked this one because it was our first read together. Like, we separated the chapters out. We talked about it. It was like our first official book club book between mm-hmm. us two. It was cute. Yeah. Our little book club. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what are you drinking today? We forgot to tell everyone what we were drinking during Iron Flame. I think we're a little too excited. <laughs> but today I have a chamomile tea with honey. Ooh, sounds soothing. It is. How about you? I am doing the brown sugar shake and espresso from Starbucks. That's like my go-to. I love it. Oh, it's my favorite. That's Marcus's go-to as well. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. You should tell him to try it with ristretto. It's like a stronger espresso. Yeah. It's less diluted with water, I think is what it is. So the coffee is a little bit stronger. But it's so good. Yeah, I'm, I'll have to let him know because he always gets like an extra shot and I'm just like... I okay calm your horses (laughs) I do that in the morning on the days where I know I have a lot to do yeah I'll get an extra shot nice yeah okay Ooh, I'm so excited we got into our dark romance I know me too and I (laughs) forgot like you know re kind of rereading it again I forgot how fucking good this book was her writing is amazing so good it's so good i had forgotten a main piece of this too and so when i was going through Mm -hmm. and getting my notes for today i was like oh my god i had totally forgotten about this part that (laughs) it does play a huge part yeah there was was a lot of things that i forgot and i was like shocked all over again i loved it yeah i loved it this was it was a fun so in her warning slash trigger warnings, she does say that there are a little trigger or a lot of triggers in this book, and she does specify that it's not a retelling or a fantasy. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind. But it is compared to Peter Pan. Yes. So it's not like I said, it's not a retelling of Peter Pan or a fantasy. It's just a different 
take, I guess, is what she, well, that would be a retelling. I don't know. It's very smutty, dark romance. Like, it's not your fairy tale yeah. kids movie story. <laughs> yes. I mean, there are some similar similarities. There are a lot of differences. Mm-hmm. Um, James, which is Hook, is obviously the villain, which we knew that. Um, there is a Peter. There's a Jonathan. <laughs> there's a Wendy. There's a Tina Bell instead of Tinkerbell. I know. I love that, like, the names are different. Like, mm-hmm. Tina Bell, Tinkerbell. They have um, Croc. Yeah, Croc, um, and then they have Shmi. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Lost Boys. Yeah, the Lost Boys. They have technically the Jolly Roger and Tiger Lily. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. JR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there are a lot of similarities. Oh, and there's but Pixie different. Dust. Yes, Pixie, Pixie Dust. Dust. I think of Pixie like Dust candy. Is- <laughs> Pixie dust is their equivalent to coke, right? As it were, drugs. Yeah, I think it's like coke or maybe ecstasy. Yeah, who knows? Something do along those lines. <laughs> Some of the similarities between the characters we're just going to jump right into is, um, so Wendy and Jonathan are siblings, which they were in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lost Boys are part of, a, like, they're a group, but they don't, they're not Peter Pan's boys or Peter Michaels's, which is, who is going to portray kind of quote unquote Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Um, they're more of Hooks, which is James's boys like in his James. crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Jolly Roger is their club, which they call it the JR. The Tiger Lily is his yacht, which he lives on, and Shmi is, like, his first mate on the Tiger Lily that takes care of everything, which kind of equivalates to the movie because in Shmi, he was the first mate on the boat, but it was the Jolly Roger. It just wasn't, but they renamed it to the Tiger Lily in this telling. And then they do have a croc, which we'll get into a little bit more. Peter Michaels um, is the Peter Pan. And he is actually, in this story, um, Wendy's father. Yes, so he's Wendy's dad. um, And then Jonathan's his brother. Tina Bell is Peter's assistant. So that kind of stayed the same in a way. Like a sidekick. Yeah, because that's how I felt she was in Peter Pan. Right. So in the prologue, we immediately jump into James slash Hook killing someone. He kills his uncle. Yes. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Literally the first page is he kills his uncle. And um, Hook has some triggers and one of his triggers is hearing the clock tick. That's a main one of his triggers. And it's because his uncle had a watch that would tick. And his uncle used to abuse him 
in, you know, many different ways, but he would know that he was coming by the sound of his watch. So it's a little bit of a trigger. Um, He lost his parents very young. Oh, he got stuck with his uncle, which then, you know, led to the abuse and, you know, being a small kid already traumatized from losing both of your parents in such a tragic way that we'll get into. It's just, it was a lot for him. And, you know, whenever he hears the clock ticking, it just, it triggers him to feel like a Mm -hmm. little boy again. And, you know, in a dark room, like he doesn't know what's about to happen, but he knows it's not going to be good. Yeah. So that's a little bit of James's background is, you know, he's very, um, who he has a lot of anger. Yeah. I feel like he's trying to kind of take retribution for what happened to him. (laughs) And he, and this is the only way he knows how to. And, you know, as he goes, I mean, like I said, in the first few pages, it's him killing his uncle. And he says he just, he doesn't feel any better. He doesn't feel better at all. Like, this is not something that he thought he would be feeling. He thought he would be feeling good about killing the man that hurt him so much in so many ways <laughs> but he that's not exactly what happened and you know and he doesn't finish there though um, wendy's background so her dad is <laughs> peter michaels she has a brother john and their mother died in a car crash so it's just been the three of them for years but her father peter has pretty much been MIA with Tina Bell running, you know, he's a businessman. That's all Wendy really knows is just he's a businessman and he's never home and he's a workaholic. Yeah, he's a workaholic and she's pretty much left to take care of her little brother. Mm -hmm. Which it seems like Peter just doesn't care for him. He despises him, you know, like he just has no love for John. Yeah, and, you know, Wendy never knew why. She doesn't know why he has always been this way towards her brother because it's never made any sense for her. She's never understood. <laughs> um, And so the way these characters are connected is James's dad used to be in partnership with Peter Michaels back in the day so they were a partnership and his parents ended up i don't remember i can't remember if james was also on the plane um but he was he was right Mm -hmm. and there was a plane crash and both of his parents died and they were on a michael like it was yep Mm -hmm. it was a setup and so (laughs) he's been you know Going and trying to figure out how to kill Peter because that's been his whole end goal is to kill Peter in any, in any like any chance he's gonna get he's gonna he's gonna try to kill him. Yeah, and so so he pretty much he learns like everything about Peter, his life, his family, and that's kind of when he like sets his eye on Wendy. Like Peter's, what Hook thinks is Peter's like prized possession is his daughter. Wendy, you know, her dad is very successful, very rich. 
Um, she has a job at a coffee shop. It's not because she needs the money. It's just it's something that she enjoys doing and that she likes to do. She likes to be around her friends that are work that also work there. She likes seeing the customers. It's just something that she enjoys doing. Um, Instead of being bored. Yeah. Works at the Vanilla Bean. I love that. It, yeah. <laughs> That's the name it of the so shop cute. she works at. Mm-hmm. And her friends. Yeah. Angie and Maria want to go to the JR because, you know, there's a guy there that Maria really likes, but she, he doesn't give her the time of the day. And so they convince Wendy to go and they're like, oh, we'll get you a fake ID. No problem. So they go to the JR and the bouncer checking IDs knows right away that it's a fake. And so they're not letting the girls into the club. Mm-hmm. And that's when um, the somebody security goes up to Hook's office and is like, oh, we're having issues. Like these girls are trying to get in with the fake. And then he sees her on the camera and mm-hmm. he knows who she is. And so he's like, let them in. Yep. He says, let them in. And so they come in. And... This is when it's going to start getting so good. Ugh. Dark romance I is my favorite. I uh, <laughs> love the dark romance. I love the villain. So obviously James is my favorite throughout all of this. <laughs> yeah. And of course he's batshit crazy because he kills people for no reason. But <laughs> and it's tortures. just he's... Yes, he does a lot of torture, but I just, I love his character development, his, you know, he's had a shitty past, and I just feel like, ugh, I just love him. James is, like, close to my heart. Yeah, rereading it, I was like, oh, I do love him, even though he's sick and twisted, I love it. He's fuck. I mean, but so is Wendy. Wendy's pretty fucking, I mean, she's not, like, sick or twisted or anything, but she definitely has a dark side to her. The, their first encounter at the JR when she finally gets there is she sneaks off to go to the bathroom um, and they bump into each other and she is just like, I don't know where this attitude came from or why she just feels so confident to talk to him the way she does. But she's just like, she was like, oh, shit. Fuck off. Or something yeah. Like that. Yeah. She was just like, and fuck he, off. I don't need you said, or some shit. He, he said something like, oh, what a pretty. um mouth it, saying those filthy words or something yeah. like that. Yeah, mind you guys, he's, yeah. he's British. So in Emily McIntyre's book, she does have like character descriptions and she like breaks them down in the back of the book if you guys have the actual book. And I listened to the audio version of it as well as like following along with reading because his voice is just mm, perfect. It like goes along <laughs> with everything. And you know who I picture in my head when I listen to it and when I read it? I pictured how did you watch Once Upon a Time? Yes. So that hook is who I pictured as okay. hook. I that's see who I was that. Yes. Yes. That's who I was picturing this whole time. And when did you listen to any of the audio at all? I did, yeah. Oh my god, his voice that just fits that character in my head so perfectly. His face and everything. Because I think the character of Hook on once Upon a Time is British, too, right? Oh, it's been years since I've watched it. I don't remember. Oh, well. Good show, yeah. though. Ugh, such a great show. I don't. I didn't finish it, but I did start. Like, I got a few <laughs> seasons into it. That's who I picture in my head when I'm picturing Hook. And I just, 
I love it. I love him. I, I love it. That, yeah. Um, so yeah, she just, you know, has this, you know, spunk in her step when she meets him. She just feels all kinds of confidence and she doesn't really know why. She's just and she walks away and she's like, I don't know why I did that, but I did it. Oh well. So <laughs> this is her because Maria, who isn't her friend, it's just it's Angie's friend. And mm-hmm. she just like talks so much shit to Wendy, like that she's pretty much meek and she's boring like there's nothing mm-hmm. special to her so I'm like good for and you Wendy. <laughs> maria is she was after hook that was the whole reason yes. why they wanted to go was because maria wanted hook yep yes and so you know we meet a couple of his um the bartender moira she's also a bitch i feel like her and maria mm-hmm. kind of like fall in line with me they're both very bitchy very snobby oh yeah and and I love it. There was like um a part in the book where Moira is um on her knees for Hook and mm-hmm. he's like looks at the camera and he sees Wendy on the camera and he's like imagining he says, Imagining the day when I'll have Wendy in her place, Moira's place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because he's just so using like, Moira for now and you know, mm-hmm. Moira's just you know, I feel like another Maria. Like the any chance that yes. she gets Hook, she's gonna take it. Yep. And yep. you know, Hook has never even looked at Maria, and she just swears that they have this connection, and that <laughs> you know they're meant to be. And Angie no, tells girl. her too, like, has he even talked to you? Have you guys even said words to each other? And she's like, well, he's already always surrounded by his, you know, like his posse and stuff, and it's mm-hmm. like. Okay. And yeah, Angie is just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, you're never mm-hmm. gonna get him. And that's who is Wendy's like really good friend. Yes. It's the next day. She goes to work, and there's a customer there who's complaining, like, "Oh, I've been standing here for five minutes. Like, is anybody gonna help me?" He's just being a total dick to her, and she like makes he a calls her a bitch, she- right? I don't remember. Okay. I think he does. But he she makes his coffee, she slips and falls and she's like in pain on the floor and Hook walks into the coffee shop. And you know, this guy's still like, "Oh, you know, can they hire somebody like who's actually capable of assisting customers?" And Hook's like, "Do not talk to my girl like this." Like mm-hmm. he told Wendy, "Do not make his coffee." And the guy's like, you know, the customer's like, who are you? Like, she's a stupid girl, blah, blah, blah. And Hook was just not having it. So he whispered and, something in his ear and the guy kind of shut up. And then Hook ends up finding him and killing him. Yes. He tortured mm-hmm. him. Oh, my God. I love And it. originally, when he captured him, he said that he wasn't going to kill him. That he was just going to torture him and, you know, let him go. But the watch, his watch started ticking. Oh, yeah, ticking. Mm-hmm. And he just lost his shit. <laughs> he stabbed him. I. <laughs> he, um, he was, the guy was, like, talking, like, you know, trying to apologize and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have a quote right here that Hook said to him, stop speaking or I'll cut your tongue and feed it to the dogs while you bleed out. And then he takes his, um... 
knife, cuts his tongue out, and then he stabs him in the armpit. <laughs> and pretty much slices him open. I'm laughing, not because I'm crazy, guys. I'm laughing because... <laughs> yes, you are. Don't lie. Don't lie to <laughs> Well, them. yes, I am. But I'm laughing because me and my husband, we always, like, punch each other in the armpit because we always say, like, no one... If you ever tell anyone that I punched you in the armpit, no one's going to believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so when I read this and they and he stabbed him in the armpit, I just was like, that's hilarious. But, I, but not because I'm crazy, guys, but because it's an inside joke. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so that it, was um, that was very graphic, and I I did enjoy the writing. I mean, I don't mind gruesome stuff like that. So she was very detailed, mm-hmm. and I thought it was great work. She's very detailed too, with like the noises that they make, the things that come mm-hmm. out of their body. You know, the feeling oh, yeah. how they feel taking the lives. Like it's very, the writing's very intimate. So yeah. it's just it's very descriptive and very intimate and I liked it because I don't have a very good imagination hence why you know sometimes I'll listen to like how they say the words or how they pronounce the names and I'll even look up fan art on like Pinterest or something just so I can picture what they look like in my head and with these books I don't really have to do that very much because she just describes them so well she describes like everything so good yeah she does it's really good so at the coffee shop, he asked Wendy to go on a date. Mm-hmm. And she says yes. She does. I and you know, was the first date. Was it on the yacht? No. No, I think it's, they go there after a couple of dates. He takes her up there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they're going on these dates. Um, and, and she opens up to him. I thought it was cute that she opened up to him about her brother. Like, she felt comfortable. Because, remember, her brother is being sent to boarding school. Um, their father yeah. sent him to boarding school. That was yeah. a whole deal. Because, so, John, Jonathan or John doesn't like going to school because he gets picked on. He's, he's, he's a lot smarter than all of the other kids, right? Is from my remembering Mm -hmm. and like he takes an interest in certain aspects of life that other people don't and he's a like a little tinker he likes to you know break things down and fix them and he like you know does all kinds of things like that and you know the dad just never he says that you know i just never i don't understand him i don't understand why he is the way he is yeah and he wants to do homeschool and wendy (laughs) was hoping that like their father would allow it but He's like, you know what? I changed my mind. There's actually a great boarding school. And it's like, Wendy is like so like pissed at him. it's like four hours away, right? It's, it's like, yeah, it's far. Yeah. So the dad's just a dick to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I thought that was cute that she opened up and mm-hmm. she trusts him. A stranger. She doesn't even know this dude. Yeah. But he's and I think, protective of her. And I think at that point is kind of when... She starts kind of surprising James in a way that oh he God, is yeah. kind of taking a liking to her. Like this, uh, the whole plan of James was to, you know, f- make Wendy fall in love with him and, you know, get under 
Peter's skin or get close enough to that he can so that he can kill her. Kill him. Yeah. That was the plan, right? Is yeah, to like that was the plan her, to get to him. He, as we get into it, he you'll see that she he um starts to grow feelings for her, but and it gets funny how they she goes back to the JR and she's like talking to Mo uh to Maria and Angie and mm-hmm. all of a sudden and uh Maria like goes stiff and like her eyes like fix on somebody and it's hook coming up from behind. But Wendy doesn't realize that her man is Maria's man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she's like, I have a sneaking suspicion that her man is also my stranger. Yeah. What does Hook do? He comes straight up to Wendy, ignores Maria and Angie, and she's like trying to introduce Maria and Andy. I mean, Andy, Angie, and he like doesn't even take his eyes off of Wendy. He's just staring at her the whole time, like, nice to meet you, girls. Like, doesn't even bat an eye to them because he doesn't care about Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, no. As they progress in this relationship, it also comes out that Wendy's a virgin. Yes. And I think it's so funny that she's a virgin and the first time that they have sex, her her kink comes out already. Like the very first <laughs> <Yeah>. time she – so Wendy's biggest kink is that she loves to be choked, but to the and point so she's where stars. she's like passing out. <laughs> yeah, to the point yeah. of like almost passing out. And I'm like, that's crazy that she it's her first time basically having sex and she's already getting choked out to the point where she's about to pass out i know i don't even think it's when um they're having sex it's when he's fingering hers when he starts to choke her on the on the couch on the yacht, right? like yeah yeah but it's like outside of the yacht what you, the deck mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and girl, i was just like, I was fucking like, crazy oh, i was getting hot I was like, okay, Wendy, I see you, I see you. <laughs> we know what we want, we know what we want. I know, oh my god. I love it. It was hella funny when they were on, when he took her to the yacht for the first time, and he's like, oh, you know, this is my yacht. Uh, he introduced her to me, and, you know, like, oh, she said to him, like, like a pirate, does that make you the captain? And I'm like, Captain Hook? Like, it just yeah. made me think of Peter Pan, like, the pirate. Like, oh, mm-hmm. man, I loved it. I love the, like, references. The but little, so yeah. <laughs> they try to make it seem like Wendy is not strong and independent, you know? Like, she's this billionaire or this freaking powerful businessman's daughter who doesn't mm-hmm. have to work, who doesn't have to, you know, do anything. And so they kind of make it seem like she's just a spoiled brat. And mm-hmm. there was a part this, and this goes back to you saying Maria's a bitch. It's when she realized that her the guy she likes is the one that's obsessed with Wendy. And she mm-hmm. says to Wendy, "It just doesn't make sense. He's a powerful man, one who could have any woman he wanted, and he's stuck on you." And I was like, "Oh." Yeah, like, oh, you're so, are you jelly or are you jelly? And that's another point to, like, how she's so different with, like, she's her true self with James because everybody else sees Mm -hmm. her this way except James. James sees her for who she really is, like, someone who's independent, someone who can stand up for themselves and someone who can, you know, has a fire in her that 
no one else sees except James. And that's another reason why I think she falls so far hard for him. And, you know, fairly quickly because she knows that he's the only one that knows her who really knows her. Yeah. And, you know, she doesn't, she proves that she doesn't need her daddy and his security. You know, he was trying to beef up security at at his house because he had blackmailers. And she's like, for what? I don't need all this security. Like, yeah, but she kind of did because she got kidnapped. (laughs) Yes. So she does end up getting kidnapped by James but it was all a misunderstanding. It was all a misunderstanding. There was some rumors going around. Or is the distributor of so, Pixie Dust? We have to backtrack a little bit because what kind of sets him off is Rufus dying. Oh, Rue dies. Or Peter kills Rue. Peter. Which is like um, a father figure to yes. Kirk. He like yes. took him He's in when he one, was super young. Mm-hmm. This was technically his business that Hook has now taken over. Hook was just originally a hitman and a runner for Rue. And, you know, James has taken they it were over. Kind of like, they were kind of like business partners a little bit, too. I think mm-hmm. Rue trusted him. That was his, you know, right-hand guy. Like mm-hmm. Their relation, I honestly, it was really sad reading about Rue, just the way she explains Hook's feelings. And, like, mm-hmm. he he was actually hanging out with Wendy the night that Rue got killed. And yep. Rue was like, oh, we're meeting up with, I forget if it was Peter, but they were like, oh, we're meeting up with these people. Meet me here. Mm-hmm. And he was actually with Wendy dropping her brother off at the boarding school. Yeah. And then it, he was just running late. But by the time he got to the forest or the meeting place, um, he was like, he got out of his car and he was waiting to hear Rue's laugh. But he said it was like silent, like there's nothing but sounds. And he said, I just had an off feeling. And that's when he saw his body. He was bound to a tree mm-hmm. with nails in his hands and feet. And he was split open from the inside out. Yeah. So it was and- sad. That's when he, that's when it kind of kickstarts that he thinks Wendy was distracting him. Wendy mm-hmm. was in cahoots with her dad and, you know, this was all a ploy and he starts second guessing everything. Like, was he the one who ended, ended up getting played? You know, he just spirals out because he just lost his best friend, his father figure, his business partner. The one person he could truly be honest with, he just lost, he lost that and he yeah. spiraled and, you know, before, without thinking he goes and he kidnaps Wendy. Yes. And, and he's he not nice her, about it. No, he has her like chained up in the basement of the JR. And she's like, what is going on? Like she has no idea. And he's like, you're playing me. Like, I don't believe you. I don't trust you. You're a traitor. And she has no clue. Like, what she doesn't even know what about. her dad does. She thinks that her dad just flies planes and that's it. And, you know, she assumes that, you know, James just owns the JR and, like, doesn't assume anything under the table or shady is happening with them. Like, she just assumes the best because that's what her dad's told her and that's what she's believed. Yeah, she's a daddy's girl. Mm Mm-hmm. Or she was. (laughs) (laughs) so she's got a new daddy now (laughs) yep that's right 
So, you know, she's locked up in this in the basement, chained up. You know, she says that the only thing that's going to help her, because there's no point in her freaking out, which I think she's very smart for this and thinking on her toes for this, because she doesn't freak out. She doesn't lose her shit. She doesn't panic. She says that she just meditates. She's like, that's all I can mm-hmm. do is just meditate. So that's what she does. And she just, and I think that's when she starts kind of figuring things out is when she's like, because James is so upset and he's so angry that he's saying things that, you know, he probably wouldn't normally say. So Mm -hmm. she's putting pieces together. She doesn't have the full picture yet, but she's putting pieces together. Yeah. And, but I feel like she, she also starts to worry because he, I don't know if he really makes a phone call, if he pretends to make a phone call, but supposedly he calls the boarding school and he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to be coming to pick up Jonathan Michaels. And she starts freaking out because she's mm-hmm. like, that's my baby brother. Do not hurt him. Like, I'll do anything yep. to protect him. So she's like, whatever you want, like, I'll do it. And I think that's when he takes her to, like, that the dinner. Event. Yeah. Yeah, the event. And he has her wear a necklace. And it's kind of like a collar, pretty much. Um, yeah, and he tells and her not to take they- it off. Yeah, and she listens because she's like, don't hurt my brother. But they go, mm-hmm. and he's, like, talking to somebody, and they mention Rufus's, Rue's name, and he, like, stiffens up. And she could tell, like, at the mention of that, like, okay, something's going on with him. Mm-hmm. And they so go she, and like, sit down at their table. Off. She puts her hand on him, right, to, like, calm him down. Yeah, she makes, like, an excuse, like, oh, my feet hurt, can we go sit down, like, to get him out Mm -hmm. of that situation. So, like, even though she's kidnapped and, like, doing all this stuff that he's forcing her to do, she still thinks about him and his feelings and is like, okay, I can tell he's uncomfortable in this. Go to this dinner, which ends up being with her dad and Tina Bell. And they're shocked. At that table. Well, they're acting like yeah. she wasn't even kidnapped, and she's been kidnapped for like a couple days now. Because they didn't know. Her dad said she was didn't like even notice that she was gone. He was like, "Oh, I thought you were just during a temper tantrum." I yeah, you were didn't gone even for notice. A couple days. Didn't even notice she was gone. Didn't care. Didn't do anything. And this is when she just starts to lose her shit. She is just like furious, and she's fed up, and she tells him off in front of everybody. And yeah, this is um, when Hook is, Hook is sitting there like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Maybe she really yeah. doesn't know anything. Like, Yeah, and then he just starts hurt. feeling, yeah, her feelings are hurt by her dad not noticing that she's been kidnapped. And, and once she tells him, he doesn't care. He doesn't do anything. Mm-mm. He just is like, no. was like, okay, well, you know, whatever. You're safe. Yeah, You're alive. Like, and she just is like, yeah, she's just so hurt and she's so upset. And, you know, that's when James does start feeling guilty about putting her through this. Yeah. And he starts feeling bad. And- when she was fighting with her dad and I think Hook tried to like, he took his knife out or something. And Wendy was like, don't like, don't hurt him. And she jumped in between them. And her dad didn't even, like, try to protect Wendy. And he said to her, I want you to memorize this moment, darling. Remember how it feels to realize your father was willing to let you die in order to save himself? 
Yeah, and that was at that dinner party. It was outside, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. And then they took off to the JR, which is gone. Mm-hmm. It was gone. But they have a strip club somewhere else that they, you know, have an office for. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called. But, yeah. So they do end up going, <laughs> and they go back to the yacht. And that's when Shmi is like, do I set up a room for her? And Hook is like, why would you assume she would be anywhere other than my bed? And I was like, oh. yeah. I was like, oh. Even though she's even kidnapped. Though still, yeah, even though yeah. he's still a kidnapper. He's, she's still, he's like, I don't know about her all the way yet, but she's definitely yeah. still sleeping in my room. Like, so like you're not going to go anywhere. When Smee was introduced, I just felt weird about him. I don't know why. I just feel like mm, he's kind of weird. And when she, they go back to the, the yacht and, you know, they're sleeping, whatever she locked or he locks Wendy in the room and he's gone the next day, but she is able to get out. And he was like, um, how did you get out of the bedroom? And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, exactly what I said. Like, I locked the door. And she was like, the door wasn't locked. So I wonder if Smee unlocked it he did. while he was gone. He did. Okay. Because remember, I he was trying to get into that. He was trying to get into Wendy's head, too, because he was trying to get a feel for what he was doing and for what was happening between oh, them. Okay. So I think that was – it was Smee who unlocked the door to try to see what was going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then he was like, oh, it was so cute. He, they're pretty much having a heart to heart. You know, she's like, oh, I wouldn't have left anyway. Like, I'm still here when he comes back. And mm-hmm. he says that um, pretty much like he doesn't regret anything. Um, but he says to her, don't lie to me because my heart won't survive it if you do. And then he says, I regret with every fiber of my being that even for even one moment you suffered under my hands. <laughs> Yeah. Because he realized she was telling the truth. Mm-hmm. He realized that she, she doesn't he was know in the anything. Wrong. Hook starts telling her things and she starts hearing things. She's kind of putting things into perspective. Yeah. She's understanding. And, you know, Hook finds out who burnt down the JR, mm-hmm. which was Moira. And throughout this whole time, there so hook deals with pixie dust and you know his shipments his supplies have been going missing for quite some time now and you know he's putting it on the back burner because his sole focus right now is killing peter that's his whole that's his whole attention that's where it's at is to kill peter and so you know he's not really worried about his product you know getting lost here and there he's chalking it up to you know low-level dealers skimping a little bit or taking product for their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's, like, out on his own doing this. Um, He's torturing men because he keeps hearing over town, like, oh, it's a woman, it's a woman, it's not a man, because he assumes everything going on is Peter, and everyone's like, no, it's a woman. And so he finally gets the name out, which is Moira, gets the name out of them by torturing them with freaking mice. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And um, Moira is the one skimping on behalf of Croc. Yes, that's her, like, her. But, um, 
And Wendy still, like, doesn't know everything going on to the extent. Mm -hmm. And so she's kind of in her own world, and she knows, like, not to trust her dad. There's a scene where she calls her brother, and she's just talking to him because, like, she hasn't talked to him in a while. And John tells her, like, Hook calls me, and she's like, he calls you? And he was like, almost every day since I've been here, like, it's a little overbearing. And he's like you didn't know he calls and like she was just like fell in love with him right there <laughs> I thought it was so sweet that he's being protective over her little brother and she's talking to her brother he tells her like oh dad's gonna come pick me up he wants to talk to us about something together and so she goes back to the house oh yeah so she goes back to the house to try to figure out what is going on and I think she goes back to like get more clothes because she's gonna end up staying at the tiger lily with James And she still still has the necklace that she hasn't taken off yet that James gave her because that was like their condition is she could she didn't have to be a prisoner, but she has to keep the necklace on. And then he Mm -hmm. felt bad. So he was like, keep the necklace. But in reality, it's a tracking device. A tracker. Yeah, it's a tracker Mm -hmm. on it. So she goes to the house. Nobody's there, but. Tina Bell's there and she's like acting hella weird and Wendy's like are you on drugs like are you on pixie dust like mm-hmm. and Wendy's just being crazy and Tina Bell's being crazy yeah. oh sorry Tina Bell's being crazy yeah Tina Bell's being crazy and knocks out Wendy with a vase with the fucking okay so Tina Bell has also been very jealous of Wendy because very. you know that's you know she's a daddy's girl and tina bell has this weird obsession with peter and (laughs) you know she gets very jealous of his own daughter and it's very clear and it's i think it's so weird like how are you going to be jealous of his relationship with his daughter like yeah there's not even a relationship to be jealous about she comes in a couple times into his office like she just comes into his office a couple times to, you know, talk to him. And Tina Bell's like, oh, he's busy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I like, was going to say, he just, spends most of his time with Tina Bell. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, she just wants to talk to him for a few minutes. Let her talk to him. Like, Jesus. Fucking psycho yeah, fairy. crazy. <laughs> so she knocks her out and she doesn't know what's going on. She's blacked out, you know, and... um. They pretty much call Hook and or no Moira. He's gonna kill Moira, and she's like, "I wouldn't do that. I'm I'm the only one who knows where Wendy is. They have her." And so he listens to her, and he gets some shocking surprise on who like the ringleader is, mm-hmm. and he kidnaps her. Do you want to say who it was? So the ringleader aka croc who has been skimping off his product and who has been working with peter is shmi fucking shmi and his his cousin shmi ends up being his cousin and was his uncle's son and i guess was in the room when hook killed his dad? He was, like, watching through the window or something, he said. Yeah. So not so in the room. He was, like, hiding, yeah. Yeah. So, and Hook, I told and, you, you I know, didn't, I had a bad feeling about him. Yep, and James you. was just, like, and, and James was just, like, 
um, you know, I saved you from a monster basically saying yeah. like, you know, he was a shitty person and, you know, Shmi just doesn't want to hear it. Like, it's like I did he, you a favor kind of thing. Yeah. And Shmi is just like, nope. So betrays him. They have Wendy, you know, Peter is there, you know, holding Wendy captive as well. And she is just. I thought it was interesting when James first got there and he like, he didn't recognize me at first. And he was like, oh, there's a, there's somebody there that looks like me. He has slicked, dark Mm -hmm. slicked back hair like me. And then when he said we're cousins, I was like, oh, fuck, they look alike. So in that confession, though, so. You know, everyone's there, Peter's there, and Peter is just like, you look so much like your dad, and your brother <laughs> looks so much like you. <laughs> and oh, he's we like my find brother. Out, yeah, who is his brother? And bum bum it's Jonathan! <gasps> Wendy's Jonathan, brother. Jonathan, <laughs> Wendy's brother. <laughs> So Wendy's brother, (laughs) so, you know, there's lots of confessions happening in this moment because, you know, they're all together. Uh, The plans are unfolding. And so, you know, Wendy's mom had an affair with James's dad Mm -hmm. and Jonathan comes along and... And it's so fucked up. Peter's like, oh, the bastard child of your mother, like. No mm-hmm. fucking wonder why he like despised John. That's yeah, and so, so then that's when you know Wendy puts it together that he killed her mom. He orchestrated the car accident that killed her mom. Yeah, he she orchestrated. Asked, and he <laughs> said no. He's like, oh, she's like, oh, did he? Did she really die in a car crash? And he said no. He kills her. He ended up killing her. Killed, you know. James's parents and you know it's just a lot of shit that happens within these few moments and Starkey has a gun to Wendy's head or in her mouth or something and then um, bullets start flying and James thinks automatically that it's Wendy that died but really Peter killed Starkey and Mm -hmm. he went and shot Smee and so I thought like oh he's he's gonna save James, because um, Smee ended up stabbing James in the side. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, Peter's going to actually save James. And then when he was talking about his bastard son, I was like, oh, great. He's actually not going to save James. He's going to kill him. Yeah, he's going to kill him. <laughs> um, Peter is about to kill James, Hook. Mm-hmm. And Wendy um, gets out of – so Tina Bell's holding her down. And Wendy gets out of her grasp. And she, like, falls, and when she falls, Tina Bell grabs her ankle, and she turns around and shoots her straight in the head. Mm. And then um, she's telling Jane, or her dad, like, do not shoot James. Um, Mm -hmm. And he, James is, like, ready to accept his fate, like, he would rather Wendy he's apologizing to Wendy, and he's just like, I'm sorry for all the pain that I've caused you under my hand, and stuff like that. He said, the greatest thing I've ever done in my life was to love you, and Wendy says in return, she said, Dad, I'm sorry too, and then she kills him. She kills Mm -hmm. her own dad to save the love of her life. From the very beginning, let me just say, I called it from the very beginning. I was, because again, this was our first book that me and Lux read together. 
and we were getting together and like swapping theories and I was like Wendy is gonna be the one to kill her dad I fucking knew it I had a gut feeling and I was (laughs) so fucking happy when she did I was like because I don't know if she would have I don't know if deep down she would have forgiven James for killing him because she always had this soft spot for him even though he knew she knew that he was willing to risk her life like even then he was still she was still protecting him until she found out that he killed her par- her mom. He killed his her parents. Mom. He killed, you know, was probably going to yeah. kill Jonathan at one point in time, too. So, oh, yeah. So she was just like, I so, have like, to kill this monster before anybody else dies. You know, this whole time she thought James was the monster. Like, he's going to be the one to get her family killed. When in reality, it was actually her dad. Mm-hmm. even herself you know like james said earlier at the event like yeah you see that your dad's willing to let you dive to save himself like mm-hmm. and yeah so did you read the epilogue we, yes yeah, so then we fast forward two years which mm-hmm. i love the epilogue I love when they do epilogues because I'm like, they're so cute. It just, it finishes the story in such a wholesome way that I, it makes me feel so happy. Like when books, even standalone, sometimes they live, leave off in a cliffhanger, you know, with the hope that, with the hope that they are going to come with another book. But Emily's book, she's like, nope, there's not going to be a second book. Mm -hmm. We're going to end it. We're going to end it in a way that the villain gets gets the happy ending he, yeah gets the happy ending mm-hmm. and so i, I, I like that. the epilogue because you know she shoots her dad and that's how it ends like we don't get mm-hmm. no okay what's next you know but she does do an epilogue two years um later which she's like they're like sitting on the yacht john's there living with them and um she's pregnant with baby with number... her second yep child yep number With two baby they, number two he says he, di- he says we didn't know but when i think when they killed her dad she was already pregnant with a mm-hmm. little boy and they named him rue after rufus which yes. was like hook's father oh, that was so cute was so cute yeah and then he she he explains that she tried to go back to work at the vanilla bean but they wouldn't hire her so what did he do he buys he the vanilla it. bean for her <laughs> I was like, I love oh, it. God. That was just, it was just, because it was technically his fault that she got fired because she did, like, no work, no show, but she was kidnapped. So, literally, you know, I think she should have been forgiven, but they didn't, so Hook just buys it, fires everybody else except her and her friend, and they end up just staying there. Yeah, I love it. Um, I thought this was such a good, just, like, it's a short book. 300 mm-hmm. pages. I, I think we finished it in like a day. Super easy <laughs> read. And <laughs> it was like just never ending. Like it didn't get boring. You know, you mm-hmm. have like world buildings and those fantasies and it can drag on and be a lot of information. But this one was a, I mean, a it good starts off. It starts off with him killing his uncle. Like it, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was so good. And of course there were some parts, you know, there's obviously trigger warnings in the beginning of this. So there were some parts that yeah. were a little harder to get through and that, you know, my heart would break. But overall I was like, oh my God, I love this book. This is just um, an amazing book. So what was your favorite James moment? 
uh, he's this like stone cold killer. He tortures people, he kills people. But then with Wendy, it's just polar opposite. So my favorite moment, um, I'm just going to read it from the book. It says, I would give you the world. You simply have to ask. You want kids? Done. He presses his lips to my jaw. My stomach tightens. Do you want to stay here and never work again? Another kiss, this time just beneath my ear. Done. My core flutters, heat spreading through me. You want to watch the world burn? Let me guess. You'll set it on fire, I ask? He chuckles, the sound vibrating through me and settling into my bones. No, darling, I'll hand you the match. Mm, yeah that's a good one I love that part I'll hand you the match like no you can burn it (laughs) you Mm -hmm. can burn the world down yeah I'll stand by your side side. Mm -hmm. yeah I love that part my favorite James moment is when he kills the dude from the coffee shop like within the first couple chapters of even just meeting Wendy he decides like oh this prick fucking was rude to Wendy they hadn't even gone on a date yet and he was like yeah no I'm gonna kill him and he was supposed to be using her. Like, he didn't even mm-hmm. have feelings for her yet. But he's like, you disrespected her. You called her a bitch. Like, not on my watch. Yep. yep. Nope. And just ends up killing. That was my favorite James moment. Again, you guys, I swear I'm not crazy. But that was my favorite <laughs> James moment. Um, I have one more favorite James moment. His mind is finally at peace. And in that moment, he knows that it's wild because he they barely know each other, but he's like, I love her, and that terrifies me more than anything else ever has. And I'm just like, oh, I love That's him. so cute. I love him. <laughs> yeah, I love him. Um, favorite Wendy moment? Uh, when she kills her dad and Tina Bell. Yes, like, mine too. Okay, yes. Okay, that was literally mine too. Glad we can agree. Yes, I just – she's such a badass. I love her. She's so cute. I love – this is definitely my favorite by Emily. Mm-hmm. Good book. I give it a five out of five stars. Oh, five out of five. What would you rate the spiciness on this one? Because this one's our oh, first uh... dark and, you know, very, very smutty. You know, Fourth Wing and Iron Flame were smutty, but this one is very, like, dark and they very fuck. descriptive. They, you know, they yeah. – There's, you know, fingering. There's eating out. There's choking. There's, you know, um, what would you rate I, the spiciness I, of this book? They fuck, like, every five chapters. But um, I would give it – I'm not – I'm not kidding. Um, like a 10 out of fucking five. Yes. The writing was so good. I was oh, getting hot. I was like, Marcus, where you at? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, all right. I was like, I need the fan. I need the fan. Holy <laughs> shit. Holy shit. And I'm like, okay, we're getting hot. What would you rate hot. it? I would say definitely way beyond a, like a 10 out of five or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was just, it was so good. It was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Bookish Brews and listening to the caffeinated banter between two friends. Next week's banter will be all about a flicker in the dark. Wear bookish brews and we'll catch you next week. Bye.